0: Thanks for tuning in to the Palm Beach Podcast, a weekly show highlighting people making a positive impact in our community with your hosts, sports chiropractor and athletic trainer, Dr. James Spencer, photographer and art director, Mike Jones. Our show is brought to you by Palm House Coffee Roasters, Opportunities in Delray Beach, and the Lotus Travel Company for retreats and tours in Palm Beach County. Hello, welcome to the Palm Beach podcast. My name is Mike Jones. I'm hanging out at Media Zone on Singer Island with a couple of cool dudes. Dr. James Spencer, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: Man, it's a pleasure today. Honestly, beautiful blue skies. Nice sunny blue skies. It is and a crisp, clean air today. So, uh you know, we're we're fortunate to live here in South Florida and and to have a special guest in the studio with us today.
0: You're very right. We love having special guests in the studio, but honestly, um just sitting out there chatting with you for the last half an hour has been amazing. Very, very excited to uh
2: have you on the show representing the gray team. Carrie, I introduce am. yourself. So pleased to be here. Uh, my name is Kerry Reichbach. I am a United States Army veteran and uh The co-founder and right now the current president of Great Team Military Community here in uh, Palm Beach County. Why don't you share with
1: the listeners a little bit about Great Team, how it got started, and uh, we'll go from there. Sure.
2: Um, So Great Team was kind of a concept that uh, was developed from my own uh, difficulties transitioning from uh, the United States Army into the civilian landscape and and figuring out uh how to navigate without um you know falling by the wayside as so many veterans do um i think that there is a process that takes place when you join the military as as a youth which typically that's how 99% of our military is founded by recruiting out of high school. So you would typically join the military at at 18 years old. You're very impressionable. uh, And you go through an indoctrination period, if you will. Uh, You could call it brainwashing if you wanted to. Um, But it is necessary. You know, uh, our country's been at war for way over 200 years. I mean, we're a very warlike. Too long. Uh, yes, much too long. And and because of that, you know, we have to keep our military stocked full of of soldiers. And soldiers need to be able to run towards danger without hesitating and be able to kill on command. and And I have to use the word kill because that's what is ingrained into us is is kill you know in fact you know that's a standard marine response uh when when uh so when a church says you know do you hear what i'm saying and everybody says amen you know the marines say Do you understand and they go kill okay so that's ingrained and You know, we need we need soldiers out there on the front line to defend this country. We do. I'm not here to argue that. Um, So we have a a program that takes place and it's anywhere from eight to maybe 40 weeks, depending on what the military occupational specialty is or MOS. Um, And then, you know, you're released out of kind of this indoctrination program and, and you can actually now do your job. Um, unfortunately, when your body is damaged or your, your head is just a mess and you can no longer function, then the military says, okay, son, we're done with you. Um, you did great, thank you for serving your country. Um, here is a prescription for, sleeping pills, because you're probably not going to sleep much anymore. You're going to have bad dreams. You're going to wake up with night sweats. Your heart's going to be pounding. Um, Here's another prescription for antidepressants, because um, you're basically giving up your culture, your language, all your friends, um, your family, your purpose in life, um, your home, and you're going to go out into the civilian world starting with nothing. Um, so here's a prescription for antidepressants because you're going to be depressed and have anxiety. And when those two aren't enough, this is a suicide hotline call. Here's a card. It has that number. Um, Give them a call when things get really bad, and uh, what they don't tell you is that you'll be Baker acted. You'll, You'll have armed police officers come to your home and take you away in handcuffs and hold you for 72 hours to determine if you're a threat to yourself or others and uh and good luck out there son because it's rough yeah and that and that's it and so you're actually leaving a combat situation in many cases and you're sitting on the floor in your living room you know 30 hours later and you have no idea what to do with your life you know, you have, you have no skills really that, that translate into the civilian community and your, and your knees hurt, your back hurts, you have constant headache, you have ringing in your ears and you're 23 years old. You know, it's not like, correct. you know, you're, you're ready to retire. Got a lot and, of life to live so. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? And that's kind of where great team was formed. That's beautiful. Yeah, Thank it you. really is. You should be proud of that. I'm extremely proud of it. I'm I'm extremely proud of the fact that you know our success rate is is just beyond anything I've ever seen. As far as I'm aware, we are the only uh, organization nonprofit in the in the nation that can actually boast of uh, almost a hundred percent success rate. And uh, you know we work really really hard to to maintain that. And I think that. Um, We would be so happy to share that with any uh, with the Veterans Administration, with with pretty much anybody who would who would listen long enough. But what we're finding is it's not really the government that's that's interested in in solving these problems. It's it's the civilian community. And uh, because they understand what a resource veterans truly are. I mean, we're natural leaders. We we're pretty much fearless. We've we've already gone through hell and come back. So, um, you know, running a company is is nothing for us. Um, you know, we we know how to organize. We know how to make split decisions in, in an instant uh, under extreme duress and stress. So, I think that you know a community really benefits by having veterans in there uh, and keeping them alive is and my idea, just a huge priority. I agree. And,
1: and again, that's why we wanted to have you on the show is to share this with, with the listeners of Palm beach County and, uh, and to highlight the success that you guys have done with the gray team. Um, I think it'd, it'd be a great starting point to explain literally the phases like you did to us out there, um, how the gray team works from I'm a veteran. I come into the gray team's facility. How does that work?
2: Well, uh, the first thing you need to know is that there is never a cost to a veteran. So everything that they, every service they receive uh, from their drinks to their coffee, uh, to uh, food that we provide to personal training, um, every service they get is 100% complimentary. It's, it's the least we can do as repayment for the fact that at one point they signed a blank check to the government for everything up to, including their life. And, uh, and for that, we want to at least, you know, try to return them back to some state of normalcy. So to answer your question, they come in, well, they're interviewed, and, uh, and we figure out uh, from a standpoint of what are they capable of now. Um, some just need community which we're happy to provide, but many of them have traumatic brain injury or post traumatic stress disorder. And the PTSD is especially troubling because it affects their personality and their, their ability to maintain a job and, and good relations with their wife and children or husband. You know, a lot of females also have PTSD. So um, we have to determine if they're capable of moving up and if not, then we start them at a little lower level. So we would do this assessment. We're gonna do an infrared scan of their body to determine how much body fat they have, how bad their posture is, how weak their bones are, how much muscle mass, uh, what their strength levels are, um, their mental abilities, short-term memory. Um, If we start to see any type of a uh, a dysfunction in that, then we go a step further and, uh, we, we apply a, uh, neurocognitive exam, uh, to, so we test short-term memory, um, reflexes, things like that. And if we note that there is brain damage, um, which could be caused from a number of things, you know, being blown up three or four times is is that'll cause it. Yeah, you know. eating lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and eating lead exactly without taking it off the paint on the walls. Um <laughs> one one thing people don't realize just to go on a kind of a little tangent here is we've made incredible advances in in battlefield medicine and also in the safety of our troops in just in the last, you know, 19 years of the war on terror. So uh what used to take a soldier's life of being blown up by an IED or 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 shot, you know, in multiple times. Now with the protective body armor and the up armoring of Humvees, um, a lot of times the vehicle can be, you know, lifted off the ground by a huge explosion and everybody inside still has their arms and legs attached to them which never would have happened before you you would die from that in fact when i was in the army the the humvees were were completely unarmored and a lot of them had canvas doors and tops and bullets go right through that as well as explosions so they changed all that <clears throat> and now Thankfully. Yes. <laughs> thankfully. Um but it's created new problems that you wouldn't have expected and that is that after a huge explosion goes off and you know the rest of your team comes out and and you're you're taken off duty cuz you just got you know your your Humvee was lifted you know 8 feet in the air and then flipped six times by an explosion you know you you check and your arms and legs are are still attached and, and they go, shake it off, you know, you're fine. And what's happened is that vacuum that created that explosion has damaged your brain. And it's only going to be uh, later on, after the event itself, that your personality is gonna change. And, and you have an invisible wound that no one sees. And little by little, your brain starts to deteriorate and you start to have a dysfunction where you can't pay attention anymore. You're losing your vocabulary. Your personality is, is, is aggressive. You're angry. You don't sleep. And, and all that is traced back to that explosion that should have killed you, but now it doesn't. And so eventually you'll be returned to the civilian world and, and they're going to say you're fine, but you're not. And what kind of resources do you all have at the Gray Team to help that? So, uh, it's a great question. We, we will sit down, and if we determine that, that this has occurred, um, we can do a full brain scan, uh, determine where the damage is, and if they don't have any, any bleeding up, upstairs or any kind of issues, and we'll clear that with a physician through the scan, then, uh, then they go into what's called hyperbaric oxygen treatment or HBOT. And, uh, and that's 40 hours of high pressure oxygen in a tank, really similar to if, if either of you are divers, you know, that when, when you come up too fast, you get the bends and you're under high pressure. Um, we do the same thing for veterans and that high pressure oxygen can actually channel into the brain and begin the healing process. And, uh, at the exact same time, we bring them in and we start firing lasers into their brain uh, with special helmets that were de- designed by a company called Weber Medical in Germany and donated to us. Um, and so we're, we're hitting the brain from two different angles, so to speak. Uh, and after that period, if they're, you know, we'll, we'll take another test compare that to the baseline and see if we've actually made progress. And 9.9 times out of 10, we have. We've never actually seen somebody not progress from that. You know, it may may be a 25% increase or it could be 100%, but it's always an increase. And then from there, we begin doing the other things. So now we're going to say, okay, um, your diet is horrible. You know, you've you've put on a lot of fat since you left the military because you don't know how to eat properly. I know that sounds crazy. Um, <clears throat> you're you're 25 years old, but you've never fed yourself. So, so Burger King and McDonald's are not the answer. You know, once in a while, pizza is okay, but not every day. Sure. So, that's that's a huge thing. So. We take the diet and we completely dismantle it and teach them about organics and fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, and then we give them a personal training. Again, this is all complimentary. They'll come in three times a week, and we'll figure out where their strengths and weaknesses are. And they may have balance issues. They may have you know movement that causes pain. We have uh, physical therapists that will come in and donate their time and figure out you know workarounds for the exercises we want them to do and they're incapable of at that moment. Uh, and then they'll progress. So it's typically a 90-day program. It can be longer if they need more help. And, uh, and the best part is when they graduate, yeah, they get a certificate and, and they get their picture in a paper and all that. But what's more important is they stay on because now they're part of the community. And they will be mentors to the next transitioning kids coming out of uh, the Marine Corps, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force. Um, so, so it's it's very sustainable. Uh, and and then we also provide community events every every Sunday. We do a ruck march, which sounds absolutely horrible. Um, <laughs> and to anybody who is in the military and has done a ruck march. It's probably the most miserable you ever were, but there's something about it that brings people back together. It's a cool. shared misery. I was gonna say, what does that entail? So so a ruck march is we we have um US Army issue rucksacks that if you ever were in a combat situation, you basically carry all your ammo, your your equipment, everything on your back, you know, it can be anywhere from 40 pounds to 120 pounds of gear and you, and you carry it in this backpack that <clears throat> it already what, sounds miserable. Yeah. It <laughs> was probably designed by some torture chamber. <laughs> sure. Right? Um, and it squeaks constantly when, when you're walking. Um, cause it's cause the plane, the frame is made out of plastic. I, I don't know. Um, so, we load that up with, depending on where you're at physically and athletically, we load that up and then we do kind of a fast walk through a very scenic area. Um, and and having all that weight on your body is actually, um it burns twice, three times as many calories. You don't have to run, which a lot of veterans can't because their knees are shot from jumping out of airplanes or or what have you, ankles bad. Uh, so you can just walk, but you're burning a ton of calories. Um, your core is hit constantly because you have all this weight that you're carrying and and you sweat like instantly. So there's a detox that happens because it's, it's really an exertion. Um, and then you, everybody kind of pairs up, you know? Um, you meet people that you didn't know before. And now we're starting to get civilians which I'm amazed want to come out and and ruck march with us and talk to veterans it's their only exposure if you will to to um somebody who's actually you know worn a uniform and and fought for this country and and they enjoy uh, creating that camaraderie too and they come back over and over again and eventually they want to purchase their own ruck because they really enjoy it so um, I don't want to say it's fun, but apparently it is to other people. Well, it builds community. It definitely is a community builder. So we do that. We have a um, a safe space that's upstairs in the Gray Team headquarters building. Uh, and that has lounges. Which is in Boca, correct? That's in yeah. Boca. Uh, it has lounges and and pool table and uh, big flat screen and video games. And, and this is kind of a place where, where they can come and... and get together and and talk about you know the issues that they're having but feel safe you know that they're surrounded by other veterans rather than you know talking to a psychologist who has never served and has no idea what what you're talking about and has actually been known to say and this is a true story um we had a veteran who came in he was a uh, United States army, special forces. And, um, he witnessed one of his best friends. Excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> he witnessed one of his best friends in his unit, um, get hit in the face by a sniper and, and basically had his friend's brain splatter onto him, mm-hmm. who killed instantly and uh and he was obviously never the same after that uh he went to the veterans administration to get help and a a woman take a minute A woman, <clears throat> a woman, <clears throat> excuse me.
0: <coughs> I think like this is even just a prime example of uh, when we, when we were talking before, like civilian versus not, you know, um, it, there really is no, Um, I think what we mentioned before, like you don't come back and you can't just be a civilian. You're always going to be a veteran, right? Like, um, and so moments like this is really cool for a civilian to even be, experiencing yeah and it makes it more uh you know real
2: yeah it's it's definitely real um so um sorry the the female therapist that he saw listened to him explain how um after that uh after that happened everybody hit the ground and uh a woman came running at their group, uh, an older woman, like, uh, probably fifties or sixties, but in Afghanistan, that's, that's like late aged. Yes. Um, cause the, it's a rough world out there. And, uh, and she had an RPG, a rocket propelled grenade, uh, that she was aiming to fire, um, and running at them. And, he uh he basically had to cut her in half with a machine gun to save the everybody around him and he explained you know that his best friend who had gone through high school with him and actually got deployed with him, went through boot camp and everything else, um, he still had his his brain matter. On his face and uniform, and he was engaging the enemy, and he and he had just machine gunned this woman in half who was running at him, somebody's grandmother, and and he had nightmares from this reoccurring, pretty much every night, keeping him from getting any kind of rest or tranquility, and her words to him were after hearing him draw this out and, and I cut it out a lot of the details for brevity and for the audience. Uh, She said, well, you need to get over it. That's lame.
1: It's unfortunate. Like just get over it.
2: Like that. Yeah. It doesn't work uh, like that. it, it, It doesn't. And, and that just shows this gap between, you know, and this is a, I think he's 26 now. This is a kid. You don't just tell him, get over it. It's not like, hey, you broke up with your girlfriend. Correct. You're sad. You know, you'll be fine. Get over it. So that's the kind of things that that we deal with. And, you know, if, if left untreated, the pain of living like that, will lead to suicide. It's it's documented. Um, we lose, uh, according to the United States Department of Veteran Affairs, we lose between 20 and 22 veterans a day in this country to suicide. And <clears throat> that was a statistic from 2018. Since COVID has occurred, uh, they're estimating that that statistic is now close to 26 a day uh, because of the forced isolationism. So if you watch the newspaper or the news or anything, you know, occasionally you'll see uh, a couple of soldiers die in training accidents, a helicopter crash or in combat. Um, But it's pretty rare, you know, and it makes headlines. Um, So if, You know, we lose one or two a month. You know, we figure that's normal. We're losing 26 a day in this country. I mean, it's infinitely more dangerous than for a soldier to come back to the United States after fighting in combat with our enemies. It's more dangerous for him to come home. And that's a shocking statistic. And that's one of the reasons that Gray Team exists. Well, I was going to say that's what makes it so special and so unique. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, it, if, if people were actually aware of, of this incredible travesty that, that we're overlooking, you know, these people who went out there and, and did what they had to do, and when they come back, you know, we ignore them and we have for years you know it didn't it didn't start with my generation you know i think everyone's heard of you know the vietnam veterans who came back from uh, a war that was completely unpopular got spit on they were exposed to agent orange if they even survived the war they came home and had all kinds of cancer and reproductive issues and things um from from the exposure to toxins And, and they were never, ever treated for that up to this day, they were just left to die. I've actually got
1: a page patient right now that has that. Oh, wow. Vietnam vet that that was diagnosed with that. And it's uh, that's why it kind of hits home for me. And, and again, why we wanted to have you on the show is to, to create this relatability and and the realness of what y'all encounter and and to highlight how we can help
2: uh, as a community in Palm Beach County. I think that, you know, one of the one of the best ways and and you guys are really, really good at it is is just spreading awareness. Uh, I think if people truly understood what what's happening in their community, you know, they would they would be outraged by it and and want to help. Um, so our our website is grayteam.org. That's G-R-E-Y-T-E-A-M dot O-R-G. And I would encourage everyone to to just sign up for for emails, um, you know, if just to get more involved and to see what we're doing. And if you know, if you want to help, obviously, you know, we're not government sponsored, so um, any kind of financial help whatsoever, any type of small donation, five dollars is is p- fantastic because we're we're in a situation now where due to COVID, uh, we are unable to hold any fundraising events, no golf tournaments, no galas, uh, no you know silent auctions, anything like that. And yet we have more veterans than ever that need help and less funding to do it. So we're not government supported and that's a huge issue that the community actually could help with.
1: You hear that all you listeners out there, get on that website right now, pay it forward.
0: And I think you know, coming from me, and I'm sure Spencer agrees too. But thank you. Like, Correct. Uh, you know, it's nice to see. Uh, and I know you like came in with like the shoes that like only have the toe webbings, and you call <laughs> you call things evaluations, and like so. I'm sure like this guy right here is already like gushing because he's all into the the wellness factor. But the mental, the physical, and then the community um, seems like a really great way to help reacclimate to normal
2: life. Uh, back here in the United States? I think it can be done. And and you said it really clearly that, you know, nobody who comes back from these situations is ever going to be the same naive 18-year-old kid. You know, they're just not. And, and so they'll always be a veteran. They're not going to be a civilian again, but that's okay. You know, they can be an amazingly productive member of our society. Um, they can contribute uh, greatly. They, they signed up to serve and they, and they want to serve and they can still serve in in a lot of capacities. Um, I think that one thing that's overlooked, a lot of people, you know, care about children in our community. And there are a lot of charities that help, um, feed and clothe and, and give school supplies to children. Uh, but the children of veterans are often overlooked um, by not realizing that if we can elevate the mindset and the health of the father or mother who, or sometimes both, who who served th- in the military, the children are direct beneficiaries of that because they have a much more stable home life. You know, there's sure. probably a better chance that they that they their parents stay married. And they don't have flash anger issues. um, And the children typically take the brunt of that. Well, I'll tell you what,
1: I'm very impressed with what you guys have created and what you've started. And it's a movement is really what it is. And and for other locations out there, I mean, I see this as a template for
2: for other locations throughout the United States to help a lot of people. I think that. That would be amazing. I mean, there's no ego involved and I would much rather turn the reins of this over to a to a CEO <laughs> <clears throat> who could actually do a much better job than I can. Um, and there's a lot of those in Palm Beach County who are willing to volunteer their time. Yeah, uh, we, we could use the mentorship. You know, uh, I'm just, uh, I, I was a military policeman in the army. Uh, I, I know how to carry an, an M4 and a, and a 45 caliber and a 9mm, and I'm, I'm great with all those kinds of things. But when it comes to, you know, running uh, an organization that really should be spread throughout the United States, you know, that's not my forte. So uh, I would gladly accept any kind of help from anyone who has even a slight interest in, in finding out what we do and and also, I think it's very important to note that anything we do with with veterans is is relatable to civilians. So, you know, veterans aren't the only ones with with backaches, or you know, people have car accidents, and they and they are you know, as you well know, they're, they have damage to their bodies. And what we're doing, we're we're kind of exploring new frontiers with technology, but it can easily be used on civilians as well. And so if anybody's interested in in attempting to try out some of the stuff that we have, we are so available to share any information or even the services themselves.
1: Well, thank you for serving the country and, and, and leading by example. And um, anybody else who you wanna thank, why don't you give a little shout out to the camera over there?
2: Yeah, I'd actually like to thank um, Black Rifle Coffee for sponsoring us, uh, Celsius Energy Drinks. Um, we we love your products and and we love having them in our facility. Um, I also probably should reach out to the Home Depot Foundation who has helped us build out the initial facility. Um, and there are a lot more. I don't want to go out to everybody. So if I if I left you off, it's not because we don't appreciate you. Uh, it's just a constraint of time
1: Carrie, okay, thank you very much ma'am appreciate it
0: thank you for listening to this week's episode of the palm beach podcast our show is brought to you by Palm house coffee roasters opportunities in delray beach and the lotus travel company for retreats and tours in palm beach county